0: M&T Bank presents CEOs You Should Know, powered by iHeartMedia. Let's meet Kenneth Parsons. He is the founder and CEO for PDS Consulting Solutions. While based in Knoxville, works in the GovCon space domestically and specializes in ERP implementations as an exclusive provider of Dell Tech Costpoint. They also host Costpoint in AWS GovCloud ITAR space. Before we talk more about Kenneth's company, I first asked him to talk a little bit about himself, where he's from, and his origin story.
1: So I grew up, I was born in Louisville, Kentucky, I grew up in southeastern Kentucky, and um, went to the University of Kentucky in college, undergrad, before, in business, before moving to Knoxville, Tennessee, which is where uh, another group is from, and went to the University of Tennessee, and concentrated in finance. So spent my formative years there, bouncing between the, right on the state line there between Kentucky and Tennessee, between Louisville, Lexington, and Knoxville.
0: Kenneth, a lot of our listeners know I'm a big sports fan, and I know you know this, but my goodness, you were spoiled with some good basketball and football in your college years. My goodness,
1: so you got the right color on with your shirt today, but and I have the other. I have the other. Right. I know you can't see, it, but I have the I have blue on. Uh, but I grew up in a family that was clearly divided because we were there on the state line. But I bet. undergrad, obviously Kentucky basketball, and for a lot of years there, Tennessee football. So it depended on who was playing. You know, between each other, and a lot of friendly family rivalry going on. But yes, you're correct, especially Kentucky basketball.
0: So for all our CEOs and leaders out there, see, you know, if you go to two schools, whoever's winning at the time, Kenneth just goes and yeah, hops <laughs> on that bandwagon. That's how it rolls. That's it. <laughs> well, listen, we are here to talk a lot about uh, PDS consulting solutions. I'd love to ask our leaders about that idea, and I know it's going on a couple of decades now that you came up with this with your co-founder and your co-owner, but I'd love to hear about the idea that epiphany. You said, you know what? I've got this idea. There's a hole in the industry. I think we can fill it up. Tell us about that.
1: It was very interesting. I started out um, after I graduated from University of Tennessee, I actually just started working part time before I did that, <clears throat> and I was working on kind of dual degrees there. I've got degrees in finance, but also, you know, finance and, and accounting, all very mathematical. So is music. So I also trained in vocal performance while I was there. I was fortunate to work with an artist in residence from the Met at the time in classical vocal training. But during the time there, I was working part time with a small company in Oak Ridge that was a, eventually Knoxville. They, it's the Knoxville, Oak Ridge area. Um, and the company was a minority-owned um, business that was in the small business 8A program, um, and they were in the process of graduating from that program. So they had a lot of systems that they needed to put in place. So I was brought in as an assistant to the controller at the time, and we actually implemented a couple of accounting systems. But at that point in time in the mid-'80s, Deltec, who we are a premier partner with there in the Herndon area, we're based in Knoxville, but the Herndon area, obviously a hotbed, the Beltway. With Deltec, we were very familiar with it and bought their original package that they came out with, which was System 1, that was a financial ERP geared toward government contractors. And I stayed there at that company for eight years, left there as the controller. And those were really my formative years, I guess, more than anything. I'm still very close friends with the family that owned that company. Uh, they're a Filipino family that are in Knoxville and, and grew a very successful company there. But they let me wear multiple hats. I mean, one day I may be, we were building buildings, I may be pulling cable, coax cable, to connect our intranet inside the business. I may be cleaning a toilet one day that might be stopped up and the next morning I might be on a plane flying to Charlotte to sit down in a boardroom to meet with our bank. You know, so I had multiple hats, which was the best training that I had. I worked in not only the accounting side as assistant controller, but I managed their insurance programs worldwide. They were based, they they had contracts all over the world. Um managed, the, obviously, the IT and the computer system for the financial system, which really led to my foundation with um, working with government contractors. So I left that company and went totally commercial for about five years with a company that they built precipitators on smokestacks for companies in the paper mills. And so we we at that company it was still accounting. I was working on JD Edwards, PeopleSoft, Oracle Financials, and then eventually worked with a company out of Boston with the bankruptcy court there to help companies stay away from bankruptcy. So I got a lot of experience with a lot of ERPs, but during that time Dell Tech rewrote their program completely and put it put it out in a in a beta site testing Uh, for quite a few companies that are in the GovCon arena, I was fortunate to have friends that were familiar with it and pulled me back into that community to be a beta site with Delta at Costpoint, which is the program that we implement today. So during the, during the mid to late nineties, basically worked with a consulting firm, my partner and I did, where we were implementing that software and a few other packages. And at the same time, we were seeing the, you know, the opportunity there. For our own business, um, to specialize just in that specific software, and uh, you know, a lot of people through the years have always said, "Well, after you did that, you know, you put all your eggs in one basket." But the GovCon industry. Delta, in particular, Delta Cost Point, um, is a it's a there's a big that's a big basket, with the with the the growth and all that's there in that industry, especially in the defense and aerospace industry. So around 2000, 2001. My partner and I at the time that um, we were working together, she's a CPA. My background is is heavily concentrated in finance and accounting, degrees in finance. We decided to go after the partnerships with Dell Tech and form our own businesses to provide these services that we had basically been providing independently, but also at, you know, in a consulting firm. And that, from that point in time is when we saw, I guess, the market not only for implementation services that were there. Um, And as time went on to the mid-2000s, it was really before people really started hearing about the cloud, but we had a client that came to us that had won a large government contract, and they really had no way to host the software, and they had a quick startup and a quick turnaround. And so we had excess capacity in our file servers, so we actually got into hosting the software for the client. And that basically is how the business got started and started growing. And it's from that point of time we've grown to where you know we work with very small businesses up to businesses that do hundreds of millions of dollars a year in revenue and have thousands of employees. So it's a you know it's a it's a software that basically is scalable and works for all size industry today. which basically has benefited us in the long run as far as the growth of our business overall. But that really was the impetus, is the focus on helping small businesses grow, become large businesses, and be there to support them with their growth. And that's where we saw the opportunity.
0: Well, thank you for sharing all that. And before we get into everything that is PDS Consulting Solutions, You really struck my attention when you started to talk about your resume and doing all those different kinds of jobs and wearing the hats. (laughs) And the reason why I bring this up is because this is a common theme in our series. And I talk about this with my daughter, who is a rising senior in college, and she's a cinema and television arts major. She wants to be a director. But you have to know what everybody else is doing on the set. There's hundreds of people. And I told her my advice was do as much as you can. Do lighting, do audio, be a PA, do the GAF, the boomer, everything. So when you're a director, you know what everybody else is doing. That's the better way to lead. And it sounds like what you did in all those different jobs and all those different hats got you the experience where you could be a great leader someday. Would I be correct in that?
1: That's exactly right. And that's when I do speak and when I talk to, to college students and even you know my own family, same thing you're doing there. That's the best advice you can give them. And I was very fortunate. I didn't realize that, you know, right at the beginning – when I was doing that, you know, especially when I was crawling through tunnels trying to pull cable to wire an office, and then, you know, then the accounting group would call and say, hey, our bathroom is stopped up, can you unplug the, <laughs> can you unstop <laughs> un- the toilet, you know, and then literally, I'm not I'm not kidding, literally after that had happened because we were building a building, the next morning, one morning, literally was on a jet to, you know, to Charlotte from Knoxville to meet with our bank on our re- revision of our credit line, you know, so one day you're in jeans or cutoffs and in a t-shirt, and the next morning, you're in a a tie and then a suit heading you know so it was the best experience I possibly could have ever been given, and that's what I tell people today when I talk you know to groups or just one on one try to do everything absolutely you know, cause if you if if your goal is you want to own your own business and run your own business at some point in time, you need to be able to wear all the hats yeah, and that's been probably for me the best thing to uh and, and I guess really, you know, the government contracting community is one of those, you look at Y2K, you look at the housing bubble, you look at all that goes on, stock market crashes, The government contracting goes right on. That doesn't mean that you still don't have to deal and weather with, you know, weather the peaks and valleys in, you know, in a business situation. So if you've been through all that and you've done all of that at a point in time, you're not afraid or you're not, you're, you know, you're always looking out, especially when you have employees dependent upon you. You're always looking down the line, making sure that the business is there and that you've got your pipeline and your backlog solid. But with that, because of that experience of, of, Doing everything at an early point in time, it really gives you, I guess, the foundation to be able to feel like that you can get through what's going on at the time.
0: So kiddos and future CEOs, if you walk in a person's shoes for a day, you have a better understanding when you're a leader someday. That's what, exactly. Ken, well, that's what Kenneth and I are talking about. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about PDS Consulting Solutions, and let's we're going to get into the weeds in just a second about GovCon and all that you do for your clients and what you do, because I, I really want to educate our listeners that are introduced to you and your company for for the first time, Kenneth. But what is the mission statement?
1: So our mission, really, and, it, and it, it started out, it's kind of evolved through the years, but it basically is about supporting that community. But you know, our, our main tagline, obviously, is supporting the companies who serve our nation. But it goes beyond that, where you know, really, as as you were asking me early on, there, the the reason and the I guess the Part of the business that we enjoy and my partner and I and probably our team too enjoy the most is working with small companies that have just started out, just growing and Yeah, maybe had been, you know, within another large company, but had an opportunity to spin off with a contract and get started on their own to help them grow and to support them in their growth. And also to feel like, you know, we're, we're supporting the nation along the way with, with, uh, with the clients that are working across the board from security. We work with firms that, that provide security on all of our bases across the world. We work with obviously defense and aerospace community. Uh, and and a lot of it is just, you know, base ops services, meaning that cl- some of our clients just go in and maintain the bases from the point of view of cutting grass, from maintaining buildings. You know, so along those lines, we feel like that this business is, is doing something also for the country.
0: Kenneth, let's do this. If uh, somebody that's listening to this interview was introduced to PDS Consulting Solutions for the first time, what's the pitch? What do you do for your clients?
1: So the first thing we do, I guess the pitch from that point of view of when we're talking with a prospective client right out of the box, is, is looking, because we're all financial people, my team is made up of former, they're all industry people before they became implementers. So it's all basically accounting backgrounds, financial controllers, uh, supply chain, manufacturing managers, project control people. So the main thing that we want to do is come in and help them with their business processes, because business processes from the get-go, you know, when you're you're swimming upstream when you're coming out and starting a new business and all of your, you know, and it's the same thing, even with me, you know, you, you, you still, today, I still wear multiple hats, even in, even in our office there at times there's things that come up. I may, you know, I may be trying to fix a door that's got a squeaky hinge on it. You know, those are the kind of things that you're as an owner and an operator Everything. It's not only cash flow. It's not, it's not only, you know, helping the employees and the, your implementation team understand what they're doing for the clients. But you're basically doing that same thing for your clients to help them get their business processes in place so that they can grow and so that they don't have to spend all of their time trying to manage it. You get systems in place, policies and procedures in place that can basically take on a life of their own.
0: You know, as we were getting to know you in the green room, you said something that struck my attention, and I want to talk about a couple different points, if I could, just for a moment. And one was that you were already in the cloud, but when COVID came aboard, well, that changed everything. And I've talked to a lot of CEOs and leaders when COVID happened, as challenging as it was, there had to be a major league pivot done. And I imagine you had to do one as well, even though the cloud was was there at your grasp. But now fully, as you move into 2022, 2023, I found out a lot of businesses not only did the pivot, but they got better and smarter because of that. Maybe you could allude to us about just that transition over that three-year period about what happened to the company.
1: Definitely. You know, as we were talking there, we were already obviously in the cloud, but we still had clients that were on-prem, meaning that they had their systems hosted on-premise on their own servers. So a lot of times, a lot of that first year of COVID, We're helping clients that weren't in the cloud that had to go home and work, but couldn't reach their systems. So, but that was one of the things I guess, you know, right off the bat that for us as a company was an easy transition that even though, and we still have our corporate office and we'll still keep our corporate office. it's basically used as a, as a floating office right now to come in when, when we meet with clients. But what we're seeing now with, a, with a lot of our clients that did not have, and we did have a work from home kind of set up before COVID anyway, and just the nature of the work. Um, a lot of our clients did not have that. And so one in particular, uh, told me through the process about a year into the process when they had to go home they realized that work from home really worked for them and that the their their team, their employees and even some of their contractors were more productive at home. And, you know, a lot of times when you think about it, you know, you're in a large office with a lot of people, people stop by your door, you get in a conversation, it takes you ten minutes to get back into what you were doing again. You know, so at home they're working, and I think probably too, a lot of people, even though the great resignation was taking place during that time, a lot of people were concerned about holding on to their jobs and they were working harder from home. but a lot of companies I think realized that worked for them. secondly, it's really in the long run has cut back their overhead from all the office space they've had. but we were fortunate at pds in that regard that we were that a lot of what we did was already in the cloud, even the the Probably the year before COVID hit, we did two, probably three large implementations that the only time I was on the client's side was to sign the contract. Wow. The implementation was done remotely. All the training was done via, you know, Zoom or, or go to meeting, uh, portals that were there. Um, the, it went very smoothly. So it was an easy transition for us during COVID when everyone did have to go home. Not the same case for a lot of our clients in the manufacturing, as I said, where you need people that they 've got to be on the shop floor right and but but a lot of the teams, especially the admin and accounting teams we experienced, those were able to quickly transition to work from home and Plan to probably stay there, maybe go back into the office a couple days, but but basically that's where the world is today, I think, and is going to continue going that way.
0: Well, Kenneth, I'm glad you brought that up because that brings us to our second question. And I always like to ask our leaders and CEOs about – how do you manage your staff? They're spread all over the United States, and you're doing probably domestic and uh, you know all, all these different kinds of pipelines that you're in, and all these different tentacles. Making sure that there's a good work-life balance for all of your staff, your employees, but also making sure that they're doing what you want them to do. So, how do you do that remotely and effectively?
1: So that you know, that's a very good question, and a lot of that goes back, you know, specifically within PDS with the nature of professionals that, that are there within the company. And, you know, I think most people know, you know, accountants, they, a lot of people have the typical accounting view of an accountant or the typical personality view of an accountant, but also financial people and project control people, those kind of things. And so the work ethic is there really when they come in. So we have project lead, we have different leads that are there. Like, obviously, overall, my main focus as a CEO is business development, keeping the business running and keeping business coming in. But with that, I also, with all of our projects and all of our clients, I always in there as a program manager. And I actually... Sit down at times and actually still work in the software, not only to keep my skills up, but just because there's certain areas within the software that for 30, 35 years that I've dealt with specifically, especially in government contracting and helping clients negotiate their contracts and work with, help them develop their indirect rates for billing their overheads and their G&A rates. Uh, so that portion of the, of the software, I actually still work in a lot of times with my team. But with that, we have an F&A team, a finance and accounting team. So I have a project lead there. And for, the as I mentioned earlier, these resources, you know, a lot of times with the cost point expertise are hard to find that they're either in industry or they are with another partner working as an implementer. So. A lot of the team I've worked with for 20 or 25 years that, that are, that are with me at PDS. And so they, I've got leads that are there, as I mentioned, for finance and accounting. I've got the materials and manufacturing lead. Of course, I have a controller in the company that's over our accounting office. And then we have an IT manager that manages the IT staff that handles all of our, all the hosting and all of the, Uh, You know, day to day operations and maintenance of the systems to keep them running. So having the right, I guess, key people in place for those managers are is the way today, I think, remotely that, you know, most companies obviously have had to go to if not if not that they were there already.
0: And my takeaway, Kenneth, is you have a trusted team. You've edited them out properly. You've also, yeah, you've trained them properly. Here are your marching orders. Go get them. So that makes a lot of sense. And that's good leadership. I did want to ask you about uh, differentiating yourself. And I don't want to assume that there's another company that does exactly what you do. But when it comes to competition out there, how do you differentiate yourself as somebody battling for the same contract?
1: So it's very interesting in the industry that we're in, especially the, you know, the GovCon community, like I said, is very small. You add Dell Tech Cost Point or Dell Tech World to that, it even gets smaller. And there's a whole partner group that we're part of at Dell Tech as a premier partner with Dell Tech. And it's the same thing with our AWS partnership, but specifically the core business is Cost Point ERP implementations. But what what sets us aside, one thing I think is our experienced team and just as you mentioned, you know, having the professional team that I have there that I've worked with for years and being able to trust them. Secondly, I think one of the things that we do, uh, we, we through the years, I guess probably most. I guess intently over the past 15 years have focused on manufacturing companies. And so that's kind of a niche within the Delta Cost Point ERP implementation world is having manufacturing expertise not just someone that can implement the system, but someone that comes from industry that knows how a shop floor works, knows how supply chain works. So that sets us apart with the team that I have in particular. Um, I think the other part of it is, is that we are a company that focuses very highly on training. And right from the get-go when we start an implementation uh, and we actually just did a, a kickoff with a large company yesterday that we're going to be implementing. And I think one of the things that they told us from the start when we were talking to them that, that I guess set us aside was that they liked our training approach. And, um, that I think those three areas, having the key people, having great people on your team, the, the kind of the specialization there within the manufacturing, defense and aerospace community within Delta at Cost Point, and then, obviously, the training approach, I think, sets us aside.
0: Kenneth, I know when you're running a company, especially for the last couple decades, that it's not always unicorns and rainbows all the time, and you're a successful (laughs) company, but with all that said, what are the current challenges that are presented to you in the industry right now?
1: Well, the interesting thing, you know, it's like I said earlier, the, you know, GovCon community or the GovCon industry, regardless of what's going on in the overall economy or the country, you know, stock market bubbles, real estate, whatever, whatever, what, what have you there, Gov, government contracting continues to go on. Right. That doesn't mean there's not peaks and valleys. And we've definitely seen peaks and valleys and a lot of valleys over the last couple of years with the government. And we're all kind of watching our phones and, today, even watching for the, you know, for the debt ceiling agreement. Yeah. So that impacts our contractors. And so a lot of over the past couple of years, especially during COVID, when a lot of the money went to COVID relief, which was great. But, you know, there's a lot, a lot of things that have taken the budget away from government contractors where they have won, our clients have won contracts. And they've gotten their contract awards, but they actually haven't gotten their mods to their contracts, their modifications where they've gotten their funding. So they know they've got a contract, but they don't have funding. So that's been something that with, within our business that we have always, we've got sustaining support clients that we, you know, continuing support, sustaining support that basically take us through the peaks and valleys. But one of the biggest challenges really has been the past two years with, with the government and with the, you know, the threat of recession, and also, um, this, especially right now, this debt ceiling agreement.
0: Kenneth, we know when we talk to our CEOs and our leaders and our owners of companies that they're tireless workers, they have passion, but also there's a little bit of time when you're not sleeping, when you get a little, little shut-eye after running a company, that there's some time for a philanthropic and charity thing that, you see, that people like to do. And whether it's with the company, with PDS Consulting Solutions, or with yourself and your family, what do you like to be part of?
1: So, you know, probably three different areas there. Personally, you know, involved in music and, and obviously trained in music. So give back in the music, um, community where I can and, um, with church and other philanthropic events. Secondly, probably within the business and personally too, this is where it kind of crosses over. Um, I live on the coast in South Carolina. Most of the time bounce back and forth between here and, and Knoxville, Tennessee, where our corporate office is, but, uh, basically, I grew up in the mountains of Kentucky, but I'm an ocean person. So we really, Jennifer and I, try to work with, there's a couple of organizations for ocean in particular that does cleanups with plastic in the ocean. Nice. And uh, try to support that personally and within the company. It's really, they don't call themselves a charity and you can't really donate to them, but there's other ways to sponsor them. And then thirdly, um, we through the years have always, just because of the GovCon community and a lot of our... Um, co-workers and people that, you know, we team with and clients are veterans, you know, they've come out and formed veteran-owned businesses. So we support, we do get confused at times. There's a lot of PDS companies out in the country. I didn't know that when when we first incorporated 20-something years ago and we were doing the state, you know, going with the Secretary of State to check out the names and all that. Um, we didn't realize at the time how many PDS companies were out there. So there's another company that makes uh, we get confused with a lot, which we're not. It's uh, a company called PDS Consultants that makes glasses for the veterans. There, it's a, a company that they're actually they're based in Louisville, Kentucky. So there's a lot of confusion there sometimes with us because we're an accounting software implementation right. firm. Right, but. But we do, and because of our work with supporting veterans' events, especially in Knoxville, and we go to some of their conferences where we exhibit. So that's another area where we try to focus our time and support that community.
0: That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing. Well, as we put a bow in our conversation, Kenneth, and if somebody once again has been introduced to PDS Consulting Solutions for the very first time and you want to leave them with one takeaway, what would it be?
1: For the most part, I think, you know, the biggest takeaway with us is, is that we're going to deliver for you with your implementation and make sure that our goal as a partner with Dell Tech, obviously, and being in the top tier with them as a premier partner is evangelization of the software. And that's why I put PDS into an exclusive partnership with Dell Tech years ago where that's the only software that we implement. So I want to make sure at the end of the day. That your implementation is successful for you and you're a happy cost point customer. So that's the main thing from the beginning of any conversations that we have, regardless of what the clients are going through at the time. We want to make sure that, you know, that it's especially in the IT world and in the implementation world. I'm sure you've heard it. Everybody knows it garbage in, garbage out. You don't set the system up properly and you don't bring experience to the table to set the system up properly, they're not going to have a good takeaway. So our goal, and I think my reputation, our company's reputation, and my former partner who's retired, her reputation too, has been to make sure that our clients are happy with not only our work, but with the system that we leave them with.
0: Well said. So if anybody wants to possibly partner up with you, I know you're looking for smart people. There could be some career opportunities, or they just want to check out a little bit more. What's the website URL? So it is
1: PDSConsults.com. So that's PDS So the name came from Parsons Davis Parsons Davis Services. So that's my last name. My partner's last name was Laura Davis, and then Services. So P D S C O N S U L T S dot com.
0: Kenneth, it has been a treat to talk to you. I can't tell you how much we appreciate your time because we know how busy you are. But continued success, and thank you so very much for joining us on CEOs You Should Know.
1: Thank you, Dennis. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us, and thank you to m and Bank.
0: Our community partner, m and Bank, supports CEOs you should know as part of their ongoing commitment to building strong communities. And that starts by backing the businesses within them. As a bank for communities, m and believes in dedicating time, talent, and resources to help local businesses thrive. Because when businesses succeed, our communities succeed.